Yes, Have Some Podcast is brought to you by Carnivorous Creations. Our good friend, Mike Nelson, has been making these incredible Ghostbusters props for a very long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. In fact, if you've been paying attention, you would know that I just got my brand new Proton Pack delivered to me at DragonCon. There's a video up on YouTube. You can see the pictures on Instagram. It is a -a one-of-a-kind. I'm telling you. This is the best Proton Pack I've ever owned. It's the best Proton Pack I'm ever going to own. And Mike was super cool. He was very communicative. He talked to me. He asked me questions. I personally had the best experience I've ever had getting a prop built for me. Because let's face it, these things are special. There's a lot of detail. We're picky. Us collectors, us movie fans, we want the good stuff. And Carnivorous Creations delivers. Now, he not only does Ghostbusters Proton Packs and Proton Pack parts he's getting into ninja turtles weapons coming later this year he's got amazing prop displays custom displays for your prop replicas these things are huge it's hard sometimes you don't know even how to put it on a shelf mike at carnivorous creations is going to help you get your collection where you need it to be so check out carnivoruscreations.com that's carnivorous with a k you can also find them at Carnivorous Creations on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them yes, have some podcasts sent you and get yourself into a brand new Ghostbusters Proton Pack. The only place in the multiverse where you can love the book, hate the movie, but still buy all the toys. I'm afraid you're just too darn loud. I'm not looking for a friend. I'm looking for a Jedi mask. A what? Please remember to hold on to your butts and get ready to get stressed. With your hosts, Craig Goldberg, Abigail Gardner, and Jacob Walsh. Everybody, welcome to Yes Have Some Podcast. It's the first time I'm saying that this evening, guaranteed. My <laughs> name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you so much for joining us. I think it's like episode 185. I'm trying to get away from these episode numbers. Yeah. Trying to put them you, in the pack. You, you say you're trying to get away from them, but you're the one, you're the only one who keeps bringing them up. Then I keep saying them. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. numbers in 2020. It's like how I. It's cl- like. It's like the Oscars. It doesn't really matter at oh. any fucking reason, but oh. for some reason, people won't shut up about them. It matters. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. But before we go down any of those uh, those dusty trails, I want to introduce my co-host. <laughs> I'm having trouble tonight. <laughs> Holy shit. Abigail Gardner, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm adjusting to our new fancy equipment. Oh, it's so fancy. It's so new. Yeah, it's fine. Our our last microphone situation kind of crapped out on us, so it was mm-hmm. time to do some upgrades. That is fine. I've got my own microphone now. There you go. That's so cool. <laughs> We're almost like real podcasters. <laughs> almost. We're getting khakis we're, next. We're getting the khakis. <laughs> uh, Jake, how are you? Thank you. That's You're what welcome. I was trying That's to get. To. <laughs> I was trying to ask Jake the how he was doing. The world is waiting to find out how Jake is doing. They really I are. Mean, I'm 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 great, but I'm a little scared to tell you guys that. Like, are these microphones new for real? Yeah. 
These are it new. It doesn't sound like it. Well. Oh, Judgmental Jake doesn't like our new microphone. Judgmental Jake. It's we not me. Maybe it's cheap Craig from <laughs> the cheap <laughs> microphone. Guys, I got to be. I was a two pack. They were eight bucks. Jake talked to Troy. <laughs> so hope, let's blame Troy. Let's blame Got him from Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walmart. No, no, man. No, not even Walgreens, but like the, the you know, the Eckerd's or Eckerd's. Eckerd's. <laughs> Well, listen, everybody, welcome to the show. We are very excited to be here with you, and we hope that you're excited to be here with us. What a week we've been having. The Oscar nominations are out. Jake doesn't care about them. I do. Abby, what do you feel? I mean, I'm going to watch them, but I, I, there's a lot of Joker going on with those nominations. And yeah, it's just like Jake was saying, it's... I don't like who, I don't know who decides that stuff. I'm like, I don't know if I really respect it that much. I don't always agree with um, the nominations. So it's, I'll watch it. It's fun to talk about, but my investment level is pretty low. So I haven't seen Uncut Gems yet, but uh, a lot of people are bummed that that didn't get nominated for anything. And uh, somebody was like, hey, I bet Uncut Gems would have been getting tons of Oscar nominations if they would have just called it Riddler. <laughs> but then i was like wait a minute is that even funny because does he do riddler like things in that movie jake you saw that movie i did see it yeah um i i'm not among the people who thinks it got snubbed i i feel like there's this thing where when a when a serious actor or or when a when a comedic actor does like a serious role kind of out of nowhere people want to whether the role is so first of all adam sandler is perfectly good in this movie like he's fine. The movie's good. It's fine. But it's not like a groundbreaking just because Adam Sandler is not being silly doesn't mean it deserves an Oscar. But also, um, I can't I, I just can't speak to like award award shows are all bullshit. They're all 100 percent bullshit. All of them. So I can't like even speak to what should be nominated and what shouldn't because the Oscars is just like industry people jerking off other industry people. Like that's hey, what, that's what it is. That's on. what it is. You know, I it's want, like, I long to be an industry person who jerks off and gets jerked off by other industry people. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. I get it. I understand the circle jerk, but uh, I like to watch award shows because similar to Craig, I like to see like celebrities that, wouldn't normally be together on stage together yeah, and yeah. audience together. And yeah, I like that. It's exciting. like, whoa, look, Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Aniston. No, you don't normally see that. That's fun. Hey, can I <laughs> can I read off the list of best picture nominees at least? Yeah, let's do it. Well, what's going on over there? These headphones are... T- I'm, I'm just getting used to them. Abby's having an adjustment period. I gotta do an adjustment period. All right, I'm going to read the uh, the the list here. I think we've seen some of these. And then we'll talk. We'll we'll react to the list. All right. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. None of us saw that, right? Didn't see it. It's nope. about cars. Like cool. Uh, Henry Ford, Frank Ferrari. <laughs> I know so much about cars. Frank Ferrari. Henry I'm Ford. better without my headphones on. Can Henry I Ford. <laughs> yes, the Ford versus Ferrari takes place in 1908. Uh, <laughs> cool. I love a period piece. Uh, the Irishman. Nah. Loved it. It's all right. A lot of silence here. Uh, jo- Jojo Rabbit, have not seen. I hear really good things. Taika Waititi directed that. Jake, have you seen that? No, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, we're really, if the movie hey, has we're more really themes, good at having a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when we first started, I was like, cool, I'm going to like review every movie that comes out. But, you know, then Wonder Woman came out. I was like, oh, let's not talk about that. 
<laughs> Holy shit. Already de- All right. Uh, Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, I don't want to call you out. For, have you changed? You were on my side with Joker for a while. I have to rewatch it. And I know that um, we bought it. You bought it pretty recently. Like it just came out this past week. So I want to finish watching it and see what I think. But um, I remember respecting it as a as a film once it was over. But the reasons that you like it, like whether or not like you, you I know you wanted to go back and rewatch it because you wanted to figure out what parts of the movie really happened and what didn't like that stuff doesn't really drive me crazy and make me want to see it. Um, and it was kind of a heavy, depressing movie. So that uh, in and of itself is why I probably won't go back for a quick rewatch. Right. Yeah, maybe at some point I'll let you know how I feel. Uh, Little Women. I want to see that. I haven't seen that. I read the book. Marriage Story. That's Loved pretty, it. Yeah, Loved I thought it. that was pretty great. Yeah, good. 1917. Haven't seen that. Again, war related stuff. I don't think Jake <laughs> or I are into. <laughs> I'd rather go to war than to watch that movie. <laughs> I grew up being forced to watch a lot of like old black and white war movies. And I just don't, I can't, it's not my thing. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yes. Loved it. Top 10 of the decade. Wow. Oh yeah. That was last week. Yeah. Hey, if you want to know what our top 10 movies of the decade are, <laughs> listen to last week's episode. Also, thank you to everybody. in uh, yes, have some group therapy who contributed with their top 10 lists. Yep. Although Jake had to call some people out for giving their top 10 of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different post. That's a different Dude, post. I get it. I, some guy was like, Sometimes oh, you I, don't read the instructions. He was like, here's my top 10. Empire Strikes Back. The Exorcist. I was like, what? Tommy boy. <laughs> That's just my personal top 10. Uh, and then Parasite, which I've heard really great things about, but again, mm-hmm. have not seen that. Jake, have you seen Parasite? I haven't seen most of the movies on this list. Um, and some of the movies I do still want to see. Parasite just came out. Uh, to where it's available to rent. It wasn't in theaters around me, so I wasn't able to see it. Um, I think it came out today, like yeah, for for renting purposes. So that is going to be the next movie I watch. Um, but it's a foreign the, film. It's a Korean film, and I've heard it uh, compared to Get Out. It's kind of has like a horror vibe. Oh, I'm in. Um, and uh, HBO is adapting it for uh, a series. Sick. So there's your parasite news. Should we start a parasite podcast? It'd be um, way easier. It'd be a lot smaller. Yeah, well, we could talk about the time. I had a parasite once, you know. You did? did you? What kind? Well, no, I just uh, I just think it would be interesting if I did, but oh, I, I, didn't. I have a hey, cousin who did. You know what we're gonna have? I have this I have this issue with Oscar movies a lot of the times. And like I can't so I haven't seen the majority of these movies. I saw a few. Um but there's this like ongoing thing with Oscar movies where it's like I it seems that they're always safe, predictable, artsy. They're all, it's like the choice is, well, of course it's going to be the fucking war movie. And the, you know what I mean? Like the it's movies always seem like pretentious choices. I'm like, there's better movies out there, but the way Oscar movies are picked is it, it just, I have an issue with the whole thing, you know, like even when we were, was it is it the golden I don't know if it's the Golden Globes or or one of those award shows you have to be like a member of the Screen Actors Guild uh-huh. to even be to even be considered None and of like, us are getting nominated. And I think like Quentin Tarantino's not a part of that. So it's like, how are you not how are you not gonna, you know, talk about you're gonna talk about the best movies of the year and not talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Like mm. award shows are just so they're like fundamentally they don't work. Like it's just kind of a corrupt system. 
Yeah, it 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 a hundred percent is. It's a corrupt system. It's not. It is just like it's. It is the equivalent. I don't understand how people who can complain about Rotten Tomatoes and about how their scoring system is can can be like, yeah, well, this movie won the best Oscar because it's the same concept. You know, it's like the same fucking thing. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I um, I fundamentally disagree with everything you're saying. I love the Oscars. And how else are you going to know which movies to like if you don't have the Oscars? I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I you listen actually, to us talk about the good movies. Well, yeah. I here's the thing. Let's just let's let's put a bow on this. Unfortunately. The Disney and Marvel and uh, Robert Downey Jr. did not campaign for anything uh, for him. Exactly. That's another thing. Why do you have to can't like the fact that you have to make your own case for that is that's too political of a system yeah. for because I do agree. Oh, just be get the fuck. Yeah. I think that uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s turn as Tony Stark in Avengers Endgame is at least worthy of a best actor nomination. Yeah, I've said it and I mean it. Hey, Endgame's great. That's my best picture of the year. Is it? Afterlife. That was pretty That's next year. Avengers Afterlife. <laughs> if they don't win, just give them. Speaking of Afterlife, that's yeah. actually something that's on our lineup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, yeah. We're way off topic. This is Oscar talk. Have you guys, uh, before we get on that, uh, make sure that you're following uh, McKenna Grace, star of Ghostbusters Afterlife on I'm Instagram. She's great. She's going to be a movie star, man. I mean, she already is. <laughs> but she's no, like. No, but you get those like spectacular vibes that she's going to ascend to like really high levels. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's great. Scarlett Johansson level. You know, Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy level fame. <laughs> Melissa McCartney. I'm just making up names. Uh-huh. Jillian McCartney. Um, <laughs> I did want to talk about this. So we're going to talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife here in a moment. Um, did either of you happen to catch the Ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip this week? They're back. Troy and Chris are back. They're back. Uh, but the I episode, did not. The not episode just dropped. Um, Troy was talking about the gift he got uh, from oh, his Oh, I did see a picture of this because I made you show it to me after you told me about it. This is funny. Uh, basically, Troy Benjamin, uh, his his parents went on a... a I'm going to retell their story from the podcast, but it's Ooh. worth it. I want it because I need to get Jake's reaction. <laughs> his parents went on a trip to uh, Mexico. Uh, I guess they, uh, he's got those kinds of parents that like stay together and still like have a good life together. It's like very, contest? it's very interesting. They enter contests. What was that? You said they won a trip. I didn't say they oh, won I a trip. They, I'm sorry. Okay. Troy Benjamin's parents won a trip to Mexico. All right. That was just an interesting detail that I had. <laughs> and then you made that up. Um, they bought him a Ghostbuster shirt while they were there. And, uh, Jake, I'm going to send it to you, uh, so you can review the okay. shirt with me as well. Um, I'm getting it right now. Thank you. Will you, uh, I think it's on Twitter. So basically they bought them and it's kind of, it's like one of those bootleg shirts kind of deals where it's like, it's the kind of shirt that you normally see pop up on like a Facebook ad, like where it's clearly not an officially licensed shirt. Um, Jake, I'm texting it to you right now. So they, they talked about the shirt, uh, and, and Troy kind of talked about how, like at first he was kind of bummed cause he was like, man, I don't know. This is not the kind of thing I really want to wear, but like upon further inspection, he realized it's the greatest shirt of all time. So Jake, I just sent you the picture. So, uh, it's a, I sent it to both of you. Oh, okay. What did, what, did, what are you Let's doing over there? Let's through the group chat. It's taking me forever. We're telling Troy's stories. Right. We need content. So we tell other people's. Um, but anyways, so if you look at this shirt, it's got the, uh, Ghostbusters logo with Bill, Dan, and, uh, 
Ernie or Bill, Dan and uh, Harold, I mean, it says 35th anniversary, 1984 to 2019. And then it's got some signatures. Uh, the signatures that it has are uh, Bill Murray. Ackroyd. Ackroyd. Uh, Peter Fink. <laughs> Peter Vinkman, which upon further research, I because Troy didn't know whose signature that was because it's not Peter Vinkman's. I did some research today. It's um, Peter Schaefer, award-winning playwright. They just got it <laughs> off the internet. And then the other two, it's uh, Raymond Stance. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Egon Spangler with clearly Ernie Hudson's. With Ernie picture. Hudson's autograph. Yeah. So, I like uh, that Dan Aykroyd is just like a, a one name guy now, like Britney. <laughs> you got Cher, Madonna, Aykroyd. Um, but I just wanted to say uh, congratulations to Troy because that's a pretty incredible shirt and I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah, I'm very jealous. I like bootleg stuff yeah, a that, lot. That's as bootleg as you get. Uh, Raymond Satanzi. <laughs> and I'm surprised even, his autograph is not on there. Uh, I know. And even though uh, Ernie Hudson's signature is on there, they still managed to leave off Winston. Yeah. Yeah. Five names. Bill Murray. They Ackroyd. added everybody else to that shit. But they didn't have <laughs> Ernie Hudson on there. God damn it. Um, okay, cool. So uh, congratulations. Welcome back to the cross trip. Let's talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, we have a 2020 fuck budget coming up here in just a few minutes, but I wanted to, I don't know. I looked at the calendar and I realized something, guys. Hmm. We are at the one year anniversary of the announcement of Ghostbusters uh, Afterlife. Now, we did not know it was called Ghostbusters Afterlife, but one year ago today, listening to this, is uh, EW putting up that article with Jason Reitman going to direct a new Ghostbusters movie. And then that teaser trailer came out the next day. So I kind of wanted to uh, talk to you guys. I think this is a good way to set the stage for 2020 as we start anticipating what is sure to be one of the craziest years of our lives. Jake, I'm going to throw to you. A year Mm -hmm. later, knowing what we know now, you went through FanFest. You met Jason. You met the man. You survived we need to make I Survived Ghostbusters <laughs> Fan Fest shirts. The making of Ghostbusters <laughs> Fan Hey, Fest. hey, it, I Survived a Ghostbusters Fan Fest shirt, and then on the back uh, put the only shirt to be available from <laughs> Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Oh, my God. And then on the sleeves, it says, I'm aware. I made and then, the shirt myself. And then on the other sleeve, it's uh, <laughs> Peter Venkman's signature by uh, Peter Schaefer. And on the collar, it says, remove the chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just wanted to throw you guys uh, a throw. I just want to throw both of you. Um, I just want to see where everybody's heads are at because uh, there hasn't been a whole lot of news in the past couple weeks. There was that image that was released uh, from the uh, USA Today article, kind of a different angle of the gunner seat, but nothing we really haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one year later, Jake, tell me your thoughts and feelings. So, I I mean, first of all, I feel like uh, I'm kind of in a calm right now. Okay. Like the trailer came out the the you know not the first, not the teaser but the 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 last trailer we got the full trailer. It came out and it was ridiculous and I watched it over and over every day for you know probably the next week or two. Um but then you know the pictures, you know, we we kind of everything kind of calmed down. Like our our group chat was really crazy with just like speculation and and thoughts and ideas. But it's kind of to me, I'm starting to kind of calm down a little bit and it's as if I'm waiting for the next, like I'm, I'm, I know there's going to be some more stuff coming. So it's kind of like I'm, I'm ready for it, but 
as far as like how it's different than a year ago, when that teaser came out a year, that first little teaser, it was, it was amazing and it was exciting and it was like a new, you know, it was like a new jump for the, for the franchise and for the community and everything. But also we knew that that was filmed specifically for that, you know, the movie hadn't been like filming yet. We didn't know anything about it. We don't know any casting it to me, it was it's you're still at a point, even though you have like a teaser there, it's like it's not a real teaser. This is not footage With shot actors. specifically for him for them. You know, it's shot for the movie, but like this isn't this is just shot specifically to show us that there's something coming. It, it, it almost feels like it could still fall apart in your head. You know, you're like, yeah, remember that time there was a, a like a fake teaser for Ghostbusters and it never went anywhere. It's like you can kind of. Well, as Ghostbusters fans, we've been trained for 25 years to not believe anything. Exactly. Yeah. That That's that's what I mean. That's exactly what I mean. It's like you see that. And because, you know, well, the movie's not actually filming yet. Uh, it's not. There's no casting. You know, it's it still doesn't quite feel real. I never talked about it, but like, remember, like the movie was supposed to start filming like middle of June, and they pushed it back like two weeks. When that happened, I was like, oh my god! No, not again. PTSD it's over. is what we're talking about. It's we'll over. All, yeah, it triggers <laughs> traumatic events from the past of either the thing that they're planning and uh, announcing being canceled, or something coming out that we didn't really want to see um and having to deal with that but yeah i was gonna echo what you're saying it feels like the call before the 50-year storm or something like that like it's a big event coming up but right now with having just seen rise of skywalker and having just done our top 10 movies of the last decade my mind hasn't really been on ghostbusters as much as maybe it should be um but right now as i'm sitting in the toy room looking at all of our ghostbusters memorabilia and action figures and thinking back on the moments of the trailer um I'm excited. And I was watching McKenna Grace's stories too. And um, she's just a really sweet, wonderful, funny, talented person. I'm really excited to have her attached to uh, this new Ghostbusters movie, to have her and Finn Wolfhard. Um, I'm excited to see Jason Reitman's like idea for all this. And I'm, I'm just so obsessed with and into him and his stuff. And I'm, I'm just really excited to see this. I feel the calm that's probably coming from confidence in the film. Yeah, it's funny. When you look back, we did a, uh, right after the teaser trailer came out, we did kind of a State of the Ghostbusters reaction show where we we kind of put our heads together. And that was before we really knew much about the movie. All we knew was it was going to be in the original universe. We had seen the teaser. And then that news came out that uh, they were going to be maybe casting teenagers. But that was still kind of like, is that real? Is that not real? But over the, the the months that followed leading up to like FanFest, we started getting the uh, confirmations of Finn Wolfhard and Carrie Coon and McKenna Grace. And then, of course, Paul Rudd. And then you kind of started hearing whispers of the original cast probably might be involved. And it felt like a very, you know, we follow these big budget movies so closely and it felt like. I mean, remember when Answer the Call started filming, it was like, boom, here's the proton packs. Here's the suits here. Like, it felt like they they were really trying to build that hype mm-hmm. because I guess they thought they were going to need it. But this time around, it felt more like. Don't keep, show your cards because you yeah, it's a good hand. Keeping it quiet, mm-hmm. keeping it secret. And I remember before we watched that first trailer, when it came out a couple months ago, right before it started thinking. 
I have no idea what this is going to be. Like we'd seen those uh, teaser images a couple days before with like uh, Paul Rudd with the ghost trap and stuff. Yeah. And we knew the Ecto. We knew it would be about family. So we'd kind of extrapolated and thought about how, what it would look like, but I had no idea. Yeah. But it felt like it just felt so new and different. And everything about this buildup has felt like, I think Jake used the best word. I think calm is the best way to describe it. Now, in two months, if they put out another trailer and they reveal, you know, Peter Venkman or something like I, I don't think that calm is going to be there as much. It's going to be like running around the house, like jamming your head through windows and stuff like that's when the rest of the world will catch on to it and have a little piece of it. Because right now it kind of still feels like I mean, I know the trailer's out, but it still feels like a little bit more personal because not it, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. And it's weird. There's a lot of lists coming out, like most anticipated movies of next year and. It's on the list, but it kind of, I, th- I feel like there's this sentiment of people, and this is what I want to talk to you guys about. There's some people going, hey, this is a home run. It's Paul Rudd. You got the original cast coming back. It's Ghostbusters. Everybody loves Ghostbusters. There's no way that this can't be just a knock out of the park kind of situation. But there are some people, and I don't want to just disagree or not understand where they're coming from, but there are people who are like, hey this is another 80s franchise that could fall into franchise fatigue like Terminator or like Alien or like Predator or so on or so on where you... Like each time you revive it, there's a little bit less life in it. Well, that, but just the fact that Terminator just bombed in theaters and that was a movie that people thought, we're going back to the beginning, we're bringing back Linda Hamilton. I I don't know if that's even a fair comparison, but I kind of want to know what you guys think. I mean, it's kind of like, if you think about it, 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 it... as you were as you were talking about that about the 80 franchise bringing it back and how some people don't like that you know what what it reminds me of is what popped in my head was you know it's not some species that was obliterated by deforestation or a building of a dam (laughs) ghostbusters had it shot and nature selected it God, Jake, this is what and I'm it's like you can't I, I i can understand that you know I like i can, I can understand people saying like hey that that was done you're forcing it that i think that's the word it may feel forced to some people mm-hmm. and i think i think 2016 was forced and yeah, was this forcing. doesn't feel forced where where terminator uh dark fate is full of like, you know, Linda Hamilton, whether she can act or not, and having to force reasons force for the T1000 to still be there. And, you know, just like Almost that, human. that Almost is the human. definition of forced. Yeah. Almost human. Sorry. Like when you're, when you're trying, like when you're trying to just a hundred percent recreate the last film that was good, that is what because is you have a lack of inspiration. I assume at that point, if you're just recreating something, then you don't have like a, an actual nugget or a kernel of like a real story or thought. And I think Jason Reitman has that idea. I think it moved his father, and I think it moved everybody else at Sony Ghost Core who heard the idea for the script. I don't. I, I'm I'm feeling like yeah, there's a there's something to be told here that's been thought out. It's not just going to be like oh, well, we just have to redo the the thing, the last thing that was done. Which is very common. Yeah. I mean, I get it's easy to be cynical. It's easy to throw it into the uh, the basket of this is just another cash in rehash of, of a, a franchise that's past its prime. Um, but I haven't felt that way um, 
about this at all. Jason Reitman's a very serious filmmaker, and I just don't think he would go down this road unless he thought he had a story to tell. And <clears throat> no matter what, like I think it, I think at worst this is a movie that does pretty well in the box office, but the fans are going to just completely adore. Yeah, and it, and that would I I want it to be the biggest movie of the summer. I want it to be like. Whoa, Ghostbusters made 400 million Force and Awakens. and yeah, I want Jurassic it to world. Yeah, I want it to be that. But it still feels like uncharted waters because I still think 2016 answer the call just it wasn't a good test of the marketplace. It just wasn't It's it's kind of like RoboCop to a certain extent where they're going to make a new RoboCop movie. Does anybody really want a new RoboCop movie? Maybe, maybe not. The last one was kind of just a crappy remake. And that's not really a good test if that's still a viable property because it's not executed in a manner that really, it's not like the last RoboCop movie came out and was like, well, that was actually really good. And people just didn't go. So I think with Ghostbusters, it's kind of in this unique place and, we've talked about this so much. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Like next Ghostbusters could do amazing. And the new Top Gun could bomb or vice versa. Top Gun could be the biggest movie of the summer. Nobody could give a fuck about Ghostbusters. Um, what we have going for us right now is that Finn Wolfhard. Yes. Finn Wolfhard. Uh, the, you, you're opening the door to audiences. Um, we talked a lot about the stranger things vibes and all that stuff and whether or not that's fair you're opening the door up to parents taking their kids to see a movie because they know their kids are invested in like the the um cast and the look of the film but then as a adult who grew up with ghostbusters or loves it as much as we do you want to introduce that to your kid i still have this feeling that there's a confidence at sony and ghost Corps where you put up that first still frame of bill murray in a flight suit and it's almost like who's not gonna go see that it's fucking Bill Murray back in a Ghostbusters movie. Like he just, it almost feels like a can't miss. Uh, but I, I'm still stressed because I have what Abby talked about. Earlier. I have PTSD from 2016. Cause I thought, uh, I remember being very gung ho and like, you know what? This is new. It's different. This is going to reinvigorate the franchise. Uh, and it didn't. And I was wrong. I don't want to be wrong again. I don't want to be wrong again. All right. Jake, I want to know if you think there's going to be an Alanis Morissette track in the Ghostbusters movie. Oh. And if so, how are you going to react in the theater? I don't think so, but I hope so. Yeah, Why do you ask that? Because Jason Reitman was at the Jagged Little Pill. Oh. Uh, you know the connection, though. Broadway. Hmm, no. Oh, because Diablo Cody worked on it? Wrote she it? wrote it. She wrote it. Yeah, she yeah, wrote he it. He supports yeah. her, and they did juno together they did a lot they've worked together a lot yeah my i had a theory that he, uh, jason reitman's next movie after ghostbusters will be the uh film adaptation of jagged little pill <laughs> I, i'm into it i mean i don't know i i could like be it. i i hope he's listening i hope he's like this guy has no idea what he's talking about <laughs> if you're listening jason reitman please put a alanis morissette track in ghostbusters afterlife even if it's just for like a second on the radio um mm-hmm. ooh, i can't wait for that soundtrack i've been listening to that gb2 mm-hmm. soundtrack a lot lately it would be kind of ironic okay <laughs> <laughs> Am I, I got kicked out bye guys it's been fun um before we move on from this um hold on we got issues here sorry i was like what the podcast stop like, stop, stop moving your chair 
You're... Stop moving the chair. Stop removing the chair. I can see what it is. I was rolling over the cord. There I'm we not... go. All right. I'm not editing any of this out. So. No, every... <laughs> this is the episode where Abby's like OCD and fidgeting takes over everything. Um, <laughs> oh, this is that episode? Uh, shut up, J- Yes. That's, <laughs> that's what the people like. I keep it real. Okay, final thoughts. Real neurotic. Uh, we're... Fuck. Five months 178 away? days. I already looked it up. Okay, GB Max. Afterlife. Calm down. 178 days. <laughs> so we're five, six months out. We know we're going to have another trailer. We know we're going to have toys soon. Yeah, we do. What's your hype level? One to ten. Ten fucks. <laughs> All of my fucks. Yeah, it's ten for sure. Yeah, I'm at a yeah. ten. I feel kind of docile. Am I docile you... right now? Do I seem well, docile? dude? That's okay, though. That doesn't mean you... That doesn't mean you're not excited. Yeah. No, I wasn't talking about good. I just mean in lot. Like, I'm, I think like I'm, you want to get more aggro and like. In aggro Craig. <laughs> I'm aggro Craig. Okay. What if that was my new Craig Strong? Oh, aggro Craig. Listen, 2019 was about Craig Strong. This year, 2020 is the year of aggro Craig. And you, the listeners <laughs> of Yes, I Have Some Podcast, can get a glowing piece of this rock for two payments of $29.99. Just send it to P.O. Box Aggro Craig. 123 Main Street, Atlanta, Georgia. I feel like it's that episode of Seinfeld where Jerry Seinfeld would get mad and his nude, like the girl he's dating, keeps trying to get him to get mad. Yeah. So it's like that. How? I don't know, because you're you're being aggro. What is aggro? Like aggressive. Oh, aggressive Craig? Yes, because he said you were docile. No, oh, I think I'm just hungry more yeah, than anything. I think something's going on. Is Jake still on the podcast? <laughs> Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Real quick, before we move on to this fuck budget, did anybody get anything new this week? Any new purchases? Any new toys? Anything on display that we need to talk about? No. Oh I still God. don't I still don't think I've bought anything this year. Yeah. Jake, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I posted a picture on our Instagram of something my mom got me for Christmas. Um the Mystery Science Theater 3000. There's a glassware set that I got and an oven mitt and a hat and a bottle opener. Um, That's pretty cool. Koozies. Yeah, they're real cute. So you can look on our Instagram. But cool. I didn't buy them myself. Yeah. I don't know. I bought some stuff. I got I got, uh, I got a lot going on. Thank you to uh, Proton Building. Ooh, I don't know if that's the right Instagram. It is. I know it is. I'm second guessing myself, but I want to make sure that I got it right. Uh, he sent me, yeah, at Proton Building. Uh, he does the bearded busters art. Uh, you, it's uh, it's like an, a, an all encompassing Ghostbusters franchise for people with beards only. So sorry, Ab. Yeah, I feel offended. <laughs> like I can't join. Yeah, you can't. Well, you could. You have to have a beard. Um, Somebody's beard. No, he reached out after our um, episode a couple weeks ago where we did our uh, Christmas wish list, and I was talking about that vintage Leia blaster, and uh, he sent me one. What? He sent it to me in the mail. And you immediately lost it. Can we talk about I that? I did, but I found it. It's, it's so small. Well, it fell out. Let's it fell out it. of the little letter when I opened it. And I was like, oh, where is it? And then I was like, oh, here it is. It was on the floor. Um, but that was extremely generous because that thing's not cheap. No. And uh, he also is based in the UK. So he sent it to me all the way from Europe. That's like a whole other wow. place. So yeah. very thankful for that. Uh <laughs> to uh at proton building yeah it was super nice because that is like you said a rare thing to find that yeah. goes for a lot so thank it was you great that i was us. super happy about that uh, i was very excited um other than that i just i got a few more batman animated series figures but uh 
Nothing too over the top or crazy. No. What does that look you just gave me? You've been, I just need to tell everyone about Craig's brochures from these Batman <laughs> animated series. He like brings them around like a small child all around the house. I found them in the bathroom, in the bedroom. They keep moving. Um, it's like the little inserts inside the toy that has like all the other toys that you can get. And I, I like it. I like that Craig's got his little things he carries around with him. They're my little treats. <laughs> Well, how, I need to know what other figures are available at any given moment of the at day. At all times. They're my little reference sheets. <laughs> it's great. Th- thank you. You're welcome. Jake, do you have Batman brochures? Um, no. Okay. I, I might have a couple from, uh, I might have a couple that have Batman in them. Oh, like the Kenner ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, that's cool. What I think is funny is that I'm sure you've read them all all the way through, but you keep going back and rereading. I'm not retaining the information very well. Like I'm distracted by the pictures, but I have no idea what, what I'm looking at. What if you, I can't read. I don't know. I can't read. I don't know what the pictures are. That's why our fuck budget's always so short. Hey, Hey, well, it's always five. Well, listen, we're going to move on to this fuck budget right now. Whose idea was this, this 2020 fuck budget? So it wasn't Uh, John. It was John. John, your Uh, he were in a group chat with John Urkaba and a couple other folks, and he said that our fuck budget this week should be looking forward to 2020 and the things that are happening in the world of Yes Have Some. And I thought that was a hell of an idea. So that's what we're going to do. Before that, though, I want to let everybody know that you can find Yes Have Some podcast on Instagram and Twitter at YHS Podcast. And of course, the official Facebook group of Yes Have Some Podcast is Yes Have Some Group Therapy. Abigail, let everybody know how they can find us. All you have to do is log into your Facebook and search for Yes Have Some Podcast Group Therapy. You will see it pop up. It is a closed group, so ask to join it. And either Craig, Jake, or I will accept you immediately. And then you can start posting the uh, movies that you liked the most of the last decade or just whenever. Um, no, do Or of all time. Follow the rules. No <laughs> memes. Uh, post quality content. And uh, By the way, there's this it's new It's a great thing. little community. People have been doing this thing. That people have caught on to the no memes thing, but now people are going, ah, I know this is a no meme group, <laughs> but this one's really good. So if you say, I know, oh, it's like when people are like, I know this, I don't want to sound sexist, but you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't mean to be a bitch, but it's like, oh, right. here it but, what, what? Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean to be a bitch, but get these fucking brochures <laughs> off the counter. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to do this fuck budget? Yeah. yeah. Jake, how did you feel about this? Uh, I, I mean, there was there's there's some good ones on here. It's I tough. Right? I wanted to make it kind of tough for you guys. Actually, Abby made most of this. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. Yeah. Last time I did that, I took over the episode. But now I'm just like a ghostwriter. And I, I wrote the fuck budget this yeah, week. Thank you for that. You're welcome. It helped me research the topics. All right. There you go. Cool. All right. So what we're going to do, if you are new to Yes, have some podcast. Podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's my Power Rangers. David Putty podcast. <laughs> I would... Uh, just an all David Putty podcast. It's a podcast. It's called uh, Ask the Eight Ball. Uh, Got to support the team. <laughs> I, love it. I love that. <laughs> cool. All right, cool. Here we go. Um, what we're going to do is the Yes Have Some Fuck budget. And what that is, is I'm going to be giving Jacob and Abigail five topics. They have to spend fuck bucks. They each get 10 fuck bucks to spend. And uh, they can't overspend five topics in pop culture movies. And in this case, this year, what we're going to be doing is 
movies, events, things that we're going to. I don't know. We got so much going on. This was hard to narrow it down, but I feel pretty good about this. I feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Abigail, Jake, are you ready? Let's do it. Do you consider yeah. this a game? Is this a game? Yeah. I used to play a game. It's not to me. It's not a game. <laughs> um, I used to play the allowance game when I was little with my brother and my mom. I guess it, I don't know if it was exclusively a homeschool game, but it was kind of like this. What's like, the allowance? It's game? how you learn to like save your money and budget. Uh, but this always reminds me of doing that. But how do you play it? I don't know. I'd have to go look it up. It's like you do chores and then you get to like move a space ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> nope. It's like selling <laughs> roller skates to a neighbor. Earn five dollars. That's not a game. It's like a a really boring version of Monopoly. That's that's called bribery to do work. (laughs) And everybody gets a game piece. Oh, looks like Abby did the dishes. You move up two spaces. Yeah. Two more years of dishes. You'll get that parakeet finally. That's why I don't like board games. Obviously. Didn't you didn't Abby? Didn't you tell that parakeet story? Yeah, I was I had a Reebok shoebox that I was really trying for years to save fifteen dollars in so that I could get a parakeet. Yeah. Never got to it though. If Childhood any, was. Will somebody please send you a parakeet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't send a parakeet. Send, send a parakeet. No, it'll be fine. You put no. a couple. Honestly, the good thing is. You just put a parakeet in the box and the parakeet flies. So the box flies, it, you know, well, it's uh, airmail. <laughs> this is yeah, so dumb. Cool. We've crossed two oh, lines. All right, cool. Here we go. Number one on the fuck budget. It's a duel. Two movies. I like this. When it comes to Black Widow and Wonder Woman 1984, Jacob Walsh. Yes. How many fucks do you give? Why did you laugh when you said my name? Is it because you have an idea about how many fucks I give this? I know how much you love uh, women movies. (laughs) Wonder Women. Wonder Women. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. There's only one Wonder Woman. We know how Jake feels about her. (laughs) And me too, because I've been pretty vocal. But Jake, it's your turn. Jake, the reason I laughed is because I know that there is a big old goose egg of fucks coming my way right now. There is. Yeah, zero fucks. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't give a shit about either one of these movies. Um, I have kind of like felt a little, I think I might've said this. I don't know if I said this personally to you guys on the phone or, or if I said this on a, on an episode, but I feel a little burned out with Marvel movies in general. And I kind of feel like I don't care what happens next. Um, I, they're, they're, I'm not looking forward. I, I I say that I don't care. I say that I'm not looking forward to them. I say I don't give a shit. But then also when I go see whatever the next one is on the day it opens, I'll probably be like, that's pretty good. Like I'll, I'll still, I'm sure I'll still like them, but I just don't, I'm not in a spot to care right, right now. I think like after Endgame, it's such a end game is such an ending to all of the Marvel movies so far that, I I would be fine just like kind of putting it away for a little while. And I think having um, Black Widow be the first movie that comes out after Endgame, you know, the movie where Black Widow dies is fucking stupid and cheap and takes away from Endgame. So zero fucks. Also, Wonder Woman sucks. So zero fucks. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. Abigail. Uh, I gave this 0.5 half a fuck and it's strictly for Scarlett Johansson because um, I want to see like what she did before she married Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Um, no, I like... I think you're confusing your universes. Yeah. I No, I like her <laughs> and I think she looks like it's 
I like I started to like Black Widow a lot more in Endgame. So I look forward to seeing this movie. Um, I don't look forward to seeing Wonder Woman. Um, I watched rewatched that trailer and it just it doesn't feel like 1984 at any point. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah. It does not like feel it, like it's that day Yeah. At one point, it looks like it's like Starcourt Mall. Um, and yeah, the music was kind of cool. And I didn't mind the opening dialogue between Gal Gadot and Kristen Wiig. But yeah, it just it looks like it might be kind of a dud, to be honest. Um, but Black Widow, like I said, I'm I'm going to see that for sure. And I'm hoping it, it will be interesting. I like the idea of exploring her past and her family. Um, I think it, I don't think it cheapens Endgame um, because like I said, that movie put more, it made me more interested in her. So like, I, I would like to have a little bit more Black Widow. I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like I kind of wish if they were going to do this Black Widow movie, it would have come out already. Um, it should have. It maybe yeah. should have. Yeah. I don't too, a little too late a little bit a little bit I mean I, I but I've enjoyed like we've watched a lot of trailers recently I mean they had the birds of prey trailer the Morbius trailer the Wonder Woman trailer the Black Widow trailer I think the Black Widow trailers have been by far the best but I also think that Disney and Marvel make better trailers than DC and oh boy that Sony trailer, that Morbius trailer was something else. I don't even know if we want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's not on our fuck budget. But it, zero. Zero, big old zero. It was real bad. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, the, the exposition, I don't know. It's just, it's just bad. Mm. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm mumbling at this point. Uh, but it didn't make <laughs> me feel good is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, Wonder, my, when I first saw Wonder Woman in theaters, I kind of enjoyed it. Haven't really thought about it much since then, and that new trailer just doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, I think my words yesterday were that Wonder Woman felt like a hour and a half long L'Oreal commercial. <laughs> um, because not to put Gal Gadot down, but I would say that I don't think that she's the most relatable actress in the way that they portray her in the film. What, Israeli military supermodels aren't relatable? Yeah, I'd probably go with Captain Marvel over her for when it comes to like who I'd rather hang out with. Um so yeah, there's Wonder Woman didn't resonate with me. The story didn't thrill me. I distinctly remember forgetting the villain like as soon as I walked out of the theater. So I who was the villain? In the I don't care about movie. her love story either. I don't. I think he was like a fiery CGI demon. <laughs> it, yeah, he was yeah, from hey, World War One. He was like in he disguise the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Kristen Wiig might be more interesting as a villain. That might be kind of fun to see on screen. But I mean, I also, think she'll probably do a pretty good job. Like, yeah. I don't think Wonder Woman is going to be terrible. I just like I'm with you guys. I just don't really care. But I am looking forward to Black Widow. Cool. All right. You guys ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Yep. Number two, Toy Fair 2020 and all of the reveals coming our way, including Hasbro Ghostbusters. They have the line. Our wishes and prayers were answered. I send out thoughts and prayers to Hasbro every day for years hoping that they would get the Ghostbusters line. They finally listened. They finally listened. Thoughts were answered. I put that parakeet in a box and sent him all the way to Rhode Island to Hasbro. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Mm -hmm. Abigail, how many fucks? Dude, I want my parakeet back. That does not sound safe. Um, I gave this four fucks. I'm all about exclusive access. Um, I'm so excited to be able to be up in New York for this and to see exhibits and meet people and network and stock Brandy from NECA. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited for the, uh, to see what Hasbro has in store for afterlife and beyond and, um, what they're going to do with the ghostbusters well, license beyond afterlife. Yeah. That's going to be ghostbusters the- beyond will be the next movie. 
<laughs> Maybe. I'm, that's okay, if I'm doing it. If I have anything to do with it, Eric. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that, that's just. <laughs> I'm excited about this. I I love trips. I love traveling. I'm really pumped that we have um, the ability to go behind the scenes and get some footage of stuff as it's being released. And um, that's just cool. We're all about being on the scene for like the release of things. And this is toy stuff, which is like our bread and butter. So I think it's going to be really exciting to be there. And four fucks is a pretty hefty amount considering the other categories that we have are also things I care about. So four fucks there you go jake um i gave it three fucks um i mean i just there's there's not a whole lot more that i could say that abby didn't just say it it, toy fair is something that we look forward to every year it's it's always really fun to to follow like toy arc and and you know all those websites and just see all the new stuff as it's coming out and then this year you know we, we get to be there in person and see all that stuff and it's really exciting and also like even if it's toys you don't care about as much it's still exciting to see all the new stuff and the new and the new statues and just everything it's just everything it's going to be overwhelming the amount oh i'm of things that are going to be there yeah it's I'm stressful but like it's yeah, like Times it's just Square. Be good, it's going to be right outside of our door. It's going to be like walking out into Universal Studios practically. There's there going to be something to do at all hours of the day, and I'm pumped. All right, so let me yeah. add a little couple side questions here. Side quests. Okay. 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 Jake. Side quest sounds like a dating app. Uh, For cheating? Yeah. Or something? Side like, quest? Side quest. <laughs> <laughs> I met her on side quest. That's great. Let's write that down. <laughs> Hi, this is my wife. And this is my girlfriend. Her name's Sandra. I met her on SideQuest. You have to like, you like have to go out and collect. It's like a game. You have to like collect diamonds and jewels to like earn enough credits to meet your side chick. I like it. Oh man, we are business people. It's when you're cheating on your like partner in a uh, online MMO like game. Yeah. SideQuest. Oh God. That's That's too far. No. What's that altered real life? What do they call it? Second life. Second life. We've crossed the line. Jake, what is your... (laughs) anticipation like what do you want out of hasbro ghostbusters like i know there's been some stuff going around but like ideally what is your expectation um i want figures that stand up <laughs> oh yes yeah, real quick did you see the guy in group therapy he was like how do you guys get your diamond slip figures to stand up acceptance that they won't jake was like yeah well, they don't <laughs> well, Jake so said the was... best one he said keep them in the box <laughs> yeah he said he said what do you use to keep them stand up and i said the box they come in yeah oh, my God. Um, well, i was trying to think of a really witty response and i saw you said that jake and i was like i'm not gonna try <laughs> uh i mean that's the truth. That's more than I, that's more than I can ask for from any figure. I would love for them to be able to stand like, that sounds like I'm making a joke. Um, but the ghostbuster. So I opened, I don't know. Did we talk about me opening all the diamond select toys? I I opened all my diamond select toys and, um, the thing, like if, if you're going to make a ghostbuster figure, the things they need to be able to do is they need to be able to hold their, wand um and they also need to be able to stand and when you have a a figure that's wearing something on its back it throws the 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 weight off a little bit right um so i'm just asking that maybe hasbro is like you know saw that that's an issue and just fucking fix it um weighted boots or lighter weight packs or something yeah i don't know just like fucking 
they none of them stand very well. Um, and also, like every Diamond Select Ghostbuster figure I have that's open where they're having a proton pack, the it's like the gun doesn't stay on the fucking pack and it also doesn't stay in their hands. So it's like they it just all looks bad. Yeah. Um, I think the good news is that with Hasbro and their experience with like Star Wars Black Series and now Power Rangers Lightning Collection and Marvel Legends, like they're pretty good. They got the six inch action figure down pat. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I build a figure. That's my main thing. That's my main thing. Like that and good sculpts. Like what can you what else can you ask for? Oh, I could ask for a lot. I could ask for I, I, I want a new. Well, I, want, I want an Ecto one for my figures. It's been too long since we've had a good. I know we got the Playmobil one. I know there's a Lego Ecto one, and I know there's diecast Ecto ones. But I want six inch action figures or five inch action figures, whatever the scale is, and I want an Ecto one to put them in. That's what I want. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Hey, I guess what? Too much to ask. I think we're gonna get one. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't doubt we will be getting Ecto one. Oh, it's also, the car man. Small ask. I want a complete reignition and re. Uh, relaunch of the uh, Kenner real Ghostbusters line. <clears throat> and I want them to just, <laughs> I don't want them. I don't care about remaking old figures. I don't care about that. Although I'm sure they're going to do that and I'm going to buy them all and it'll be great, but I just want them new lines of Kenner Ghostbusters figures that, yeah, that go with the old ones. That's what I want. Okay. Maybe re-release the Ecto glow figures. Cause God damn it. Those are expensive. Um, yeah, I want to, I, I, I don't think we're going to be able to handle what we're going to be getting from Hasbro. I, I think Hasbro is taking on this license very seriously. And if it's anything like they did with Power Rangers, it's going to be a complete line of collector's figures and a complete line of more kids focused figures. And uh, I think we're all in for a real treat. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. wait. And more than anything, we're going to be seeing it firsthand. Like you. OK, I'm people? calling Abby out. For what? The, like four times. You have said, you're like, oh, I just love exclusive access. I love being the first one to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's We're cool. going to be seeing stuff nobody else is. Well, it'll be out like the, uh, the same you're time gonna be like, as us. Like, oh, they're probably, Abby's like making stuff out. They're going to probably take me to a back room and show me everything. Yeah. I'm going to have to sign some documents. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I'm going to be on side quest. Yeah. I'm going to be side for the questing has- people <laughs> while I'm in New York for sure. Um, I'm very excited. And on top of that, I'm a Star Wars collector and Hasbro is going to be putting out all their Star Wars stuff. And plus G.I. Joe. I don't think I care about that. I just wanted to say I want yeah. I wanted to put that out to see if I cared. I didn't, yeah. really, yeah. I, I didn't feel bit. like I cared. I respect that. I Thank respect you. that. Yeah. Like, like Abby, we're aware of it, but we don't. Abby, say it. this sentence. Say, yeah, tell me the rumor is there's going to be six inch G.I. Joe figures and I want to react to it. The rumor is there's going to be six inch GI Joe action figures. What? That's interesting. Yeah. No, I don't think I care. No, I, can't I care. feel, I felt like I might care, but I don't know. No, no, no. Uh, we go it, to a convention every year called, well, it's called toy land. now it used to be called Joe Lanta. And there was always a room with the big soft GI Joe figures. And I knew I didn't care about them when every time I walk past that room, it's like, I have zero interest <laughs> in it. And yeah, you go straight for the other vintage toys. I don't, yeah. it's not my thing, but it's cool. It's big for GI Joe collectors. Yeah. Um, and, uh, cool. So yeah, very excited about toy fair and we'll, uh, we'll be having as much coverage as possible. You guys ready for number three? Yup. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Six inch GI Joe's. Whoa. Uh, I still don't care. I'm going to try. I'm going to, my That's goal next this year is to care about that. 
Okay. As much as I can. <laughs> um, number three, San Diego Comic-Con 2020. Yes, we will be attending Comic-Con for the first time, possibly seeing the likes of James Gunn, who was sure to be unveiling the first look at Suicide Squad. Kevin Smith always does a panel. Dave I, Filoni. I was guessing maybe Dave Filoni and John John Favreau. Favreau. Maybe. I don't know. Have got anything like to be announced? Any Possibly. Uh, but that would probably be more celebration focused. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But just in general, when it comes to San Diego Comic-Con, Jake, how many fucks? Yeah. Well, I also gave it three fucks because this is a good fuck budget and it's hard to... It's hard to balance these. And I almost gave it less than that because I almost gave it less fucks because I'm like, it's kind of not really in my radar yet. Like it's, it's on the back burner. Toy fair is ahead of it. There's a couple other things ahead of it. And it's just like not completely registered. You know, we haven't, I mean, we're going to have a, a, Ghostbusters is going to be out before Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, it's kind of been in the back of my head. It's not something I've been planning for or thinking about. So I was going to give it two fucks. But then when I read it in the email, I was like, oh, three, maybe three fucks. Yeah. Because I am excited for Comic-Con and Comic-Con is one of those things that it's, it's hard to go to. It's expensive. And it's like, it's an, it's like, if you, if you go to Comic-Con, that's kind of your big, that's your yeah. big trip. Especially for and, us, you it's know, on the other the, side of the country. Yeah. yeah. All the, all the big, you know, all the big panels, all the big famous people are there, depending on what movies are out, it's going to depend on who's there, but it's a big, it's a big thing. And you hear about it a lot. It's like the main attraction. So I, I, I'm very excited to, to get to go to that. I hope that I meet Kevin Smith and we strike up a real bond and then we start (laughs) hanging out. That's what I hope for. I had an actual dream last night that we were at San Diego Comic-Con and we hung out with Harley Quinn Smith. It was like a fun reunion. We kind of did that last time we were in California. Almost. (laughs) Yeah, but we really did it in my dream last night. It was really cool. We didn't like do it, but it was cool. Calm down now. (laughs) We really did it. So can I talk about my fucks now or? Yeah, go for I it. gave this four fucks. Um, I have, I'm just very excited. I'm as excited about San Diego Comic-Con as I am Toy Fair 2020. I was just thinking all the exclusives. Yes. San Diego exclusives. This is all about me. This is my first San Diego Comic-Con. No, not that. I'm talking about the oh. toys that you can buy there. Yeah. Well, the yeah. actual exclusives. That's on my list. See, I have bullet points. First, I'm excited because it's my first San Diego Comic-Con and it's also my first time going to San Diego. I've never been there. So I'm excited to uh, visit and like tour. Um, I wish the website would update the guest list and events list, but <laughs> I know it's kind of far away at this point. So I sort of understand. Um, I'm excited for the celebrity interactions more than anything. And then, yes, lastly, panels, trailers, announcements, exclusive merch. I want it all. I want all the exclusive merch. So last year, it's very exciting. last year at Comic-Con when they did the uh, remember the Marvel panel, how insane it was, Jake. Like we yeah. had a thread going on group therapy, just reacting to all the announcements. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's where they debuted the first footage of black widow. And they gave everybody in the audience an exclusive black widow baseball hat. Do you know, I almost mm-hmm. bought that off eBay, <laughs> like the dumbest <laughs> fucking thing ever. Like, Oh, I really missed out on that black widow baseball cap. I better get one because I'm, you know me, I'm a big black widow fan and I love a good hat. Neither one of those things are true, but <laughs> I needed it. Now that you're talking about it, I want it. It doesn't surprise me you did that. I do stupid shit. Sometimes I buy, I haven't even talked about my mystery Star Wars autographs, but I'll wait till we're done with this fuck. (laughs) You want to bum everybody out? (laughs) 
Uh, okay, are we done with that? Are we done with Comic Con? Yeah, I can't. So you just wrapped up four days of fun in the sun into just just ten seconds to four fucks. There I think go. it's a good allotment. I'm obviously super pumped. California is a great place, and I'm very excited to go there. I hope it's our second time going to California in July. Yeah. Hey, we need to figure that out. Yeah, we do. All right. We not us. right now on the podcast, but maybe later. Okay. Um, number four. Mandalorian season two coming back to Disney plus confirmed to be starting in the fall. Abigail Gardner, when it comes to baby Yoda, the Mandalorian and all of their friends, Mm -hmm. how many fucks do you give? I gave this one and a half fucks. Um, cause I still had a half fuck left from the black window. Wonder woman category. How dare you? What? Baby Yoda. I didn't punch baby Yoda. I'm, I say bring on all the baby Yoda. I love him and I want to know more about him. And I love the relationship between the Mandalorian and him. Did and you hear the rumor the that episode. his name might be George and or Lucas? <laughs> I hope neither one of those are true. Lucas? How <laughs> fucked up would it be if they finally named it? Like they reveal <laughs> baby Yoda's name is fucking George. Like, oh, uh, God. No. Baby there, George. It's going to be something good. Okay. And I want to see it. And, um... I love that they brought so many like funny, talented comedic actors on the show um, in the first season. So I'd like to see some more of that done in season two. And I made a little short list of uh, people I'd like to see on the show. Number one being Bill Murray. I'd like to see David Cross, Bob Odenkirk and Kristen Schaal. I think they're all funny people who would like. I would love to see Bob Odenkirk to those characters. playing kind of a like a lawyer. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's He's how creative anything. I am. What if he was like a lawyer? Like a space lawyer. <laughs> uh, all right, before we go any further, Jake, how many fucks? Um, I gave it one fuck. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I'm excited for it. I really like The Mandalorian, but I, I was just more excited about the other stuff on the list. So it got one fuck. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I, I'm very excited. I thought Mandalorian was like... It's weird. I think it was like better than it probably should have been. Like it, it exceeded all of my expectations, like right off the bat. I think that, um, but it's weird because when people are, when people say this is the best star, like, I don't, I guess I just don't view star Wars in that viewpoint. I just really enjoy star Wars. Some of it's better than others, but like, I, I can't say that I enjoy the Mandalorian more than I enjoy like watching the force awakens. I think I like it equally i thought the story unfolded pretty well over the first season and it really started picking up uh over the last couple of episodes i really like the characters i really like cara dune and obviously i like uh i can't wait to see what they do with uh gus uh what's that actor's name carlos esposito something along those lines moff gideon i'm not sure moff gideon space gus Space Gus. Space Gus. Space Gus. Cuss to cuss. I'm excited, man. I can't wait. And I, I, I really can't wait to see what they do with Kenobi, man. I, I Did you, you guys hear the Jar Jar Banks rumors this week? I did. I, I want to see him come back, especially yeah. after my like new promise for the new year to buy every Jar Jar that I see. That would mean that there's going to be a lot more Jar Jars to buy. Was it real that he might have a beard? Or is that something somebody I made up? I like it. I hope so. <laughs> it's probably all like I mean, it's all rumors at this point. A bearded Jar Jar, part of the bearded ghost a list. hardened, like uh, like a uh, uh, like an old Han Solo version of. He's like Watto at this point. Jar Jar. Yeah, he'll have a hat. <laughs> He's 
kind of nefarious. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I don't know. All right, cool. Moving on. Number five. Are you guys ready? Yes. Bill and Ted face the music. The third entry into the Bill and Ted saga is finally being released next August. Abigail Gardner, how many yes. fucks? Well, if you're paying any attention, you know I only have one fuck left. So I'm giving that last fuck to this movie. I'm um, excited about seeing it come out in August. I really liked the teaser image of um, both Bill and Ted and their daughters like in the garage. And I Oh, thought- yeah, that came out a couple days ago. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very special movie, like probably similar to the way that Jay and Silent Bob reboot uh, felt like. I think there's going to be some like cool stuff, maybe a little bit of heart to it. Um, I love Keanu Reeves and I'm excited to see him in anything. But um, I watched the Bill and Ted movies for the first time a couple years ago and we talked about them on the podcast. I'm excited and eager to rewatch them. Um, I hope they finish the effects soon so that we can get a trailer because i read that that was like possibly happening in the spring as soon as they're done with them so i would love to see that trailer as soon as possible um yeah yeah, i I gave it more fucks but this was a really hard fuck budget to do how many fucks i gave it one fuck it's all i had left i didn't do my new trailer song yet you gonna do it now no i don't want to i can't be put on (laughs) really want that trailer Okay, maybe I shouldn't do it. <laughs> Somebody maybe did. I shouldn't do it. All right, uh, Jake, how many fucks, man? Um, I gave it all that I had left, which w- which is three fucks. So um, I- I'm very excited for Bill and Ted. I-, I like Bill and Ted Bogus Journey a lot. It's very, very funny. And I-, I like it better than Excellent Adventure. And to me, Bogus Journey is such a weird fucking... Like, if you watch Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey... At no point are you like, yeah, this will get a sequel. It It's right. the weirdest fucking movie ever. Like everything, each scene is just weirder than the last. And that is, that's what I like. But like, that's a good sequel to me. Like when a movie is so different from the first film, but still kind of maintains like the same, you know, thread. And I, I it, it's just, made, it makes me so happy that like, they're, they're making a sequel to that. Like it's, it's so dumb, like Bill and Ted and station and death being a character. Dude, I don't know, man. I, I just, it, it's hard to believe that we're getting a sequel to that. And I think the only, I think the only reason it's really, really happening at this point is because Keanu Reeves has become like a mythical figure. Mm-hmm. And I think people who maybe people who maybe didn't care about Bill and Ted, um, maybe fell in love with Keanu Reeves now as he is now. And a lot of people really like the John Wick movies and maybe kind of went back and they were like, well, what the fuck is this? And and now we're going to get Bill and Ted three. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. Not only are we getting that next year, we're getting uh John Wick four and matrix four, which are being released on the same day, which is so insane. Yeah. Why are they doing wow. that? Keanu Reeves day. Jesus. Um, that's what I call him. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Reeves. Yeah. That's He's what I call him. the savior of uh, the cinematic world. I guess. Um, well, cool. Well, that was a fun fuck budget. Yeah. We have a yeah, lot of good, good stuff. One. We have a lot of good stuff coming up this yeah. year. Um, yeah. I, w- I was trying to comb the list to see what other movies wanted to get excited about this year. But God, between Bill and Ted and Ghostbusters, I don't think I can care about anything else. Like I know Eternals comes out and 
Well, not really excited about Morbius. Just putting that out there. I don't even know when that comes out. When does Morbius come out? No clue. I'll look it up. Like, it's not in the spring, is it? What do we think about Jared Leto? I don't care. I just after him playing the uh, July thirty first, twenty twenty. Oh, it does come out in July. Oh, who? It's better get out of the way of that Ghostbusters train. It's coming. (laughs) Yeah, it's coming. Mm -hmm. Morbius better recognize. You know what? I'm not going to go back in your cave, Morbius. We're going to have to see it. Just like we had to see fucking Venom on the first day. I hate that day. Yeah. (laughs) I hate that day we saw Venom. Yeah. All right. Bad day. A bad day. All right. Um. Well. Anything else before we start wrapping up, folks? No, I guess not. Okay. I'm just pumped on. Is that it? Are we done already? I don't know. I mean, I got more to talk about. Yeah. Then talk. What? What's up? Well, so I bought these Star Wars mystery autographs from mm-hmm. Tops. Let's do it. Here's the thing. Listen, you can watch the video on YouTube, but trust me, it's more fun to hear the story. You can see what I went through, but to hear what I went through is much more interesting. Um, I told uh, I didn't know that these were available, but basically, Tops Authentics, which is the uh, obviously Tops has made uh, baseball cards and stuff like that forever, but they're the official autographed uh, hub for Star Wars, and they put out these. It's basically a box with a Star Wars autographed eight by ten in it, and it's a mystery. It's a game of chance. It's a it's a lottery, similar to a mystery mini, but instead of spending five dollars, you're spending a lot more than that. Um, there's a lot of autographs that you can get, right? And that's the allure. You can get Harrison Ford, you can get Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, Ewan McGregor, and the list goes on. Well, I took my chances. I went into that. I went into that battlefield, and I got two bullshit autographs. Let's face it. I love. Well, you them. didn't want to say that they were bullshit when you first opened them. You wanted to because yourself that you still. There's were nothing happy better than rationalizing a bad decision. No, right? It's the best. It's what that's what human <laughs> beings do all the time. I was just like, oh, honestly. So the two autographs I got: Ashley Eckstein, who is the voice of Ahsoka Tana on Rebels, and. The Clone Wars. And I also got Freddie Prince Jr., which I didn't even know it was his as I'm staring at it like a big dummy on YouTube. I don't want Freddie Prince Jr.'s autograph. I want Daisy. I thought I was getting Daisy. I thought I was getting Adam Driver. And I come with Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> so that's how I feel. Yeah. And I blame myself because I fucking, we, the you night before, I was talking about both of them because we were talking about how Jake was going to do an impression of. Freddie Prinze Jr.'s Star Wars rant, but we're going to be talking about how... I don't remember. Something about Shakespeare. Shakespeare. And it was funny. Was it? Yeah. I think it, it was at the time. It probably wouldn't be if I tried to do it now. Yeah. Now it would be like, wow, they've really, they're losing the steam. Um, Nobody knows what they're talking Yeah. So anyways, those are my Star Wars autographs. I don't know. Abby? That's kind of the thrill of the pick, though, when you get autographs like that, especially if you're spending and dropping serious money. Oh, don't, don't you want to go back and get more now? Of course. I've thought about ones? it every second of every day. Yeah. Because I was watching people open uh, on YouTube. You can go see people unbox these. And this one guy, he got a dual autograph of Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott. What? Wow. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Holy shit. I, see, now just, just to reiterate. He got Hayden Christensen and Ian McDermott in one on one picture. Holy shit. And you got <laughs> her universe and she's all that. 
Oh, my fucking Dude, if you had told 13 year old Abby that at some point I would have a Freddie Prince Jr. autograph in my possession, I would have been, I would not have believed you. I should just give excited. it to Hal because he's such a big Scooby Doo fan. <laughs> I like Freddie Prince Jr. He's fine. He's great. And he's really good on Rebels. And we're just having some fun at Freddie Prince's expense. But if he could send me $65 and an apology, <laughs> and then also film this new concept we have for YouTube where yes. he talks about Shakespeare. Um, I do. Should we talk about the video I have? I have an idea for a video to film when we're in New York, uh, but I want—I don't want to spoil. I will talk about that off air, but it's gonna be good. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The. Well, I don't. Do I? Where, I don't. where, where no. do these stairs? Stop. No. We'll tell Jake when we're not recording. Okay. It's gonna involve. Oh yeah, we added some stuff to it. it God, would you just want to give away the trophy? No. All right. Well, cool. I guess we're done recording this podcast. But we're gonna do a tour of uh, <laughs> famous stairs. <laughs> I did it. I ruined it. I have to. I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, it's gonna be fun though. Well, listen, we got a couple. Uh, we got a couple fun things happening in the next couple weeks. Um, I want to let everybody know that you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts: iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, things of that nature. And as I said earlier, follow us on social media: Instagram and Twitter at YHS Podcast, where we post pictures of toys. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. I did put it on Instagram. I got my culturally insensitive Ninja Turtles figures. I wanted them forever. Oh yeah, yeah. Jake, what did you think of those? I, is it wrong if I say I love them? I don't know. Like <laughs> being wrong never felt so right. It's very weird that they. I mean, like that. The, the best part about the Ninja Turtle line was when they got really weird. So yeah, yeah. I I love them. I don't yeah. know. I've got the official names, but it's Bandito bashing Michelangelo, Chief Leo in full Native American regalia, mm-hmm. uh, and then Raphael. I think is dressed up as Davy Crockett or Leo's something. Going to Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, Donatello is just uh, a traditional cowboy. Um, but I like him and they're yeah. fun and silly. And I knew I liked Donatello best. Why? Because he's not he's the least controversial of all of them. <laughs> he's he's the smartest turtle. First of all, Here I like is. them. And I think the people like them because you got like 267 likes on Instagram. Oh, wow. So, I don't want to brag about yeah. all those likes. You if only likes, so if only one like equaled one prayer, then I'd, then I'd be sad. <laughs> <laughs> Pray uh, for these turtles. Um, cool. Well, that's all I got for this week, folks. The fuck budget. That was good. We, like I said, we got some fun stuff coming up and hopefully we'll be having some more Ghostbusters afterlife news to mm-hmm. cover. I don't know when we're getting that second trailer, but something tells me it's going to be in March or April. So we'll be uh, gearing up for that. And uh, until then, man, buy some toys. Come to Yes, Have Some Group Therapy and talk about it. And uh, Barge hard, live large. Um, What was that? What was that? I was like trying a new saying. I did a peace sign when I said it. Uh, We'll we'll see if that's it. We're not even on video this week. Who are you piecing? Like our Ghostbusters collection. There you go. Um, all right, cool. <laughs> For Jacob Walsh and Abigail Gardner, my name is Craig Goldberg. We will see everybody next week. Feel free to submit your new catchphrases for the end of the show on uh, in group therapy. What did you just say? Say it again. Barge hard and live large. Oh, God. Don't do yeah. that. Agro, Craig. Eh. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys.